Welcome to day 136 of season two, shaped by the word, the drama of scripture. And uh, we find ourselves in a really nice transitional book. And I, and I say nice, the central character in the book is one who is a gift from the Lord and who is faithful to the Lord and brings Israel through a very rough transition from the time of Judges to the time when a king after God's own heart is is established on, on the throne. And of course, there'll be a lot of ugliness that ensues you know, throughout that. And so when we come to uh, chapter 3, we come to a really tender moment between, you know, uh, Samuel um, and, and and the Lord, as the Lord calls and introduces himself, you know, firsthand to the boy Samuel who had been working, wearing an ephod, serving before the Lord, living in the presence of the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And here he hears the Lord's voice and responds to the Lord's call. And, of course, this was one of our favorite uh, Sunday school stories in it growing up uh, as we as we read that heavenly father we thank you for scripture we thank you uh, for your voice we thank you for the ability uh, to hear your voice through uh, jesus who said my sheep know know my voice and uh, we thank you father that your spirit uh, takes your voice in scripture ministers it to us and builds us up in christ jesus we pray as we read today that we would see your heart we'd see your character that our affections would be stirred and father that you would continue the work you began in us the moment we receive christ jesus as lord even as you've promised to carry it on to completion until the day we see him it's in your holy name we pray amen amen first samuel 3 and the boy samuel ministered before the lord under eli in those days the word of the lord was rare there were not many visions one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you've called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went up and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, Say, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time I'll carry out against Eli everything I've spoken against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What was said to you, Eli asked, Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. 
the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all of Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And Samuel's word came to all of Israel. You have to uh, love kind of the juxtaposition. Uh, the word of the God was very rare you know, to his people. They're living in, in a time of darkness, and there were no visions. And, of course, in the very next phrase, uh, it refers to Eli's eyes who are, who are growing dim. And, of course, the background against this is Eli has failed to see the sin in his own household, much less the sin in the nation of Israel, and address that as, as well. And so you have someone who is hearing the word of the Lord for the first time and someone who, through the end of the chapter, uh, who throughout his lifetime will be a prophet of the Lord. And you have to love that phrase, you never let any of his words fall to the ground. And you just you kind of get the idea of an arrow that's just misfired and didn't even make it out of the bow. But you know, God attested to Samuel, uh, was with Samuel, and Samuel was his representative you know, as a final judge you know, before the people. I've never thought about it before, but um, there is a contrast between Eli, who didn't or chose not to handle the sin that was taking place, not not only under his um, leadership, but also in his family. And then Samuel, who, as he is leading, I mean, he calls out the sin of the king, right? I mean, he is, he doesn't fail in calling out sin where it needs to be called out, it seems. As far as my mind, you know, can remember the story, but it seems like that's not something that he really struggles with throughout A little bit of a spoiler alert there. We've uh, gone through <laughs> the king a couple of, couple of kings, <laughs> you know, at, at this point. But yeah, no, it is, you know, Samuel will be a true prophet who will call out the sins of the people. And of course, it, it reminds us, you know, of, of who we are supposed to be. We're not, you know, supposed to be a, you know, a people who, are, you know, turn our eyes to the troubles around us. We are to, you know, speak with a prophetic voice, and sometimes we get that a little confused that we are condemning and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in harsh. But we are truth tellers, and of course we, uh, you know, carry that with the same, you know, kind of uh, capacity the Lord told us to carry it with to speak the truth in, in, in love, you know, to one another as well. But it is you know, incumbent on us to have a prophetic voice, to see our own sin, to see the sin around us, and to, to be people who call and challenge people you know, to better things. And Eli failed at that for whatever reason, whether he just didn't want to know or whether his sons intimidated him or whether he, you know, he, he did not you know, care mm-hmm. as he should have. But it allowed, it allowed a situation that happened in the house of Israel which uh, pervaded the rest of Israel. Mm-hmm. Into what Katie's saying, you even see that kind of at the start of Samuel being called into ministry that he is called right before Eli, and he's like, "Hey, so what do he tell you? And tell me everything." And he and he does, you know. And so he even begins with that honesty, mm-hmm. um, speaking on behalf of the Lord to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that stands out to me, and really, I think, it has so much bearing for us today, is this connection between knowing the Lord and 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 knowing the word of the Lord. You know, the, in other words, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And when the Lord decides to reveal himself to Samuel, it's through his word. You know, and I, I think 
at times we just want this experience of the Lord. You know, I just want the Lord to show up and to be with me and I'm going to be able to you know, fist bump him. And you know, like tangible. Mm-hmm. And yet one of the you realities. You really want to fist bump God? And <laughs> oh, kind of cool. Kinda yeah, yeah. Okay. Go for it. As long as he counts me holy first. Um, but you know, we just. We Even if he counts you holy, he's, he's still so much bigger than you are. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can't hit me hard. Um, but just that we want that tangible experience of the Lord. And yet in this chapter, it's just a reminder to us that, I mean, you get the end. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh. And there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. You know, the, the how does God reveal himself to us? He, he delights to reveal himself to us through his word. He's a, a God who speaks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yes, we have the person of Christ as well who reveals the Father to us. But Who is the word? Uh, yeah, who is the word? But we, we see, you know, this here, I love the Lord shows up, and when he begins to reveal himself through Samuel, it comes through his word. And I mean, we have the word of God right here at our fingertips. I mean, we have uh, a plethora, right, uh, of resources. Use a big plethora. word there. Plethora. I've never heard um, it pronounced that way. <laughs> <laughs> plethora, yeah. <laughs> plethora of, of resources at our disposal, you know, to yeah. I mean, how many Bibles do we have on our shelves? Like, And yet it's like the Lord is calling out to us, you know, Matt, mm. Matt, here I am, you know, and mm-hmm. and we just run to any other, I, we want to experience, and yet the Lord shows up through his word. That's yeah. a good point. No, and, and, and of course, there's a deeper level there. It's one thing, you know, to read the words on the page, and it's another thing for the Word of the Lord to be revealed to us, which yeah. is a work of the Spirit where He illumines the words that, you know, God breathed. You know, Paul tells us every part of Scripture has been breathed out from, from God and is profitable, you know, to build us up in Christ Jesus, but also that the work of the Spirit is to take the things that are God's and to make them ours. And so uh, the Spirit illumines the Word and reveals uh, on, on a much deeper level, the person of God. And you're reminded of the words, you know, of Job. And I, and I say reminded of that. We've not yet come to Job in the drama of Scripture. Uh, well, we have, but we skipped right over him. But anyway, he didn't, he didn't make the cut this year and, and all of that. He said, I had heard, but now I have seen with my own eyes. And, and there is, you know, the difference between, you know, just seeing the words on the page and the firsthand experience of, the grandeur and the mercy of God that the Spirit ministers to us as we read the Word. Yeah. And even just as Samuel, that little last line in, in Samuel's Word came to all Israel, and all Israel is recognizing him as this prophet that, that God's working through. But, you know, the Word of Samuel to the people isn't first Samuel's being ministered through the Word and then taking the Word to the people just a good reminder as someone who's helping lead people that, I mean, if I'm going to lead people th- with the word, I need to be yeah. ministered to by the word first, not just, you know, my, my time in the word is very important if I'm going to be speaking to the people of God. Well, we, we need to be lost behind the word, you know, not lead with our personality or lead with our you know, natural gifts, but lead, uh, you know, from a sense of, you know, as you said, being in the presence of the Lord, hearing the word of the Lord. and. Uh, directing people toward the Lord, you know, and not toward our, you know, not toward ourselves. And of course, that's a difference between, you know, what eventually happened in the two kings, you know, that we'll you know, study as we uh, continue through this book. Yeah, and I think that's a good good word for not only leaders of the church um, who are sitting here at this table, but also people who are leading their own households, leading at their at their jobs. That um, that we're. Yeah, to if we want to lead well, um, and for me personally, it's leading my own my own children, our own household, and 
um, then I want my children to um, to see that the God's work in my heart is a genuine work, that it is a genuine love for Him that drives me um, in all that I do. And um, and I think that's like that's a a challenging word because I um, yeah I want it to be genuine and not just um, things that I'm reciting to them or things that I just say that I want for them that they don't see actually happening in my own life. So um, that's definitely a, a personal prayer and a personal challenge for me to lead well in that way. Now, and we talked about a couple of days ago, you know, uh, treating the Lord, you know, with contempt, and obviously that, you know, we, we don't think of contempt, but when we slowly offer people ourselves, you know, we slowly drift away from being in the presence of the Lord, uh, being nurtured by His Word, and um, conforming to, you know, His statutes and his, his principles and His law, having our hearts transformed by the Word, and lead, lead from personality and lead, you know, from ourselves, we are in a sense, giving people a lot less than, than God's best mm-hmm. when we give them ourselves instead of uh, giving them, you know, giving them him. So and it's, a, it's a nice kind of, you know, all the way through the book of Samuel. You see, uh, it'll lead to a king after, you know, God's own heart, but certainly, you know, Samuel is a, is a prophet or a priest, uh, you know, before the Lord, after God's own heart as well. Yeah, I think just just one more thought is just, from what you said, like it's so easy for for someone like me, just my personality, to lead from my personality and to to depend on it as the way to engage people around me, um, to win the room over. And but there's only so much that I, that that can do. Um, there's only so far that I can go with that and depending on that before I'm found out and humiliated. And um, and so I just think like. Yeah, just it's it's a good challenge for us to to ask ourselves like, okay, am I am I depending on my person? What am I depending on as I lead? Am I am I truly getting all of my my source of of um, my re- resource? So whether that's energy, strength, your content, I mean, am I truly getting that from just walking with the Lord? Um, and a dependence on him or am I am I leaning on my own self and and in my case my personality so yeah. I, yeah that's good, good and there's a difference between being gifted by the spirit and filled with the spirit a lot of times we uh, try to operate you know in the gifts that God has given us without operating in the in the character and the heart and the power you know that God has you know, God has given us. And of course, when we offer them ourselves, no matter how charming ourselves may be, we really offer them nothing yeah. uh, when it comes to what we could be offering them, uh, the beauty and the majesty and the holiness and, and, and the charm and the grace and the mercy of our Lord mm-hmm. uh, as, as well. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the beauty of who you are. And uh, we say along with Apostle Paul that uh, uh, minds have not perceived nor our eyes seen nor our ears even begin you know to hear what you have for us in Christ Jesus and who you are in Christ Jesus and so we do pray that you would open the eyes of our heart that we may continually see you long for you and desire you above all else you're a good and a holy and a gracious God amen